Friday nights at 9 p.m. It's time to sit back, relax, and play conspiracy bingo with Echoplex Media. We've curated the best conspiracy theorists the internet has to offer and turned it into a live bingo game you can play for free with absolutely no prizes but bragging rights. You won't find a live stream like this anywhere else, and that's probably better for everyone else's mental health. Tune in every Friday at 9 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia and find our full schedule at echoplexmedia.com. The internet is a big dumpster. Read it to the lyrics, so that the fuckies will quench your thirst. As long 
All right, everybody, welcome to the Plex. Welcome live viewers, uh, anybody, any stragglers who are still listening on the IceCast server for audio only. And of course, podcast listeners, we do the show live every Sunday, 7 to approximately 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. Best way to support this project is to go to eplex.store. There are membership levels there that works very much like Patreon, but it's through fourth wall, so it's fucking better. Um, there's a five, ten, and twenty dollar level there. Uh, in addition to getting all the Patreon Patreon content that you would get, um, you also get five, ten, and twenty percent off any swag in the shop, respectively. Also, live viewers, uh, you don't want to join all that, but you want anything in the shop. Uh, t- code Twitch fifteen, all caps, gets you fifteen percent off your entire order. Uh, basically, through the end of the show tonight, and uh, podcast listeners. And check the check the show notes. Every once in a while, I sneak some uh, promo codes in the show notes that you might not uh, know about. And uh, check out the video, because sometimes I wear our swag, like this tinfoil hat. My God, who wouldn't want one of these? Anyway, that's enough begging for money. Um, you can find me on Grinder. I am producer Dave, and I am here to remind you that no matter what you think, everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. Thanks. Everything's fine, and everything's fine, and it's great. (laughs) Thanks. Everything's fine, and everything's fine. I hope you have a real nice day. The weather, the traffic, the time, and the news. How's your commute? What do you do? Sorry I'm late, I kept hitting snooze, it's just one of those days, you know what they say, it is what it is, ignorance is bliss, when it rains it pours, couldn't ask for more, what goes around comes around all in good time, I guess that your guess is as good as mine. Everything's fine and everything's fine and it's great! fine <clears throat> that's by the wyatt act uh, we usually run another song by the ruffies for our, uh, one of our theme songs but i thought i'd change things up this week so our first news item unfortunately is uh the death of uh, jordan neely and even more unfortunately than that uh, we have jesse waters here uh concern trolling essentially jobs in america it's also one of the most dangerous day after day they put themselves in impossible situations where they just have to make life and death decisions just to keep us safe. In Arizona, police were moving in to arrest a wanted felon. The suspect hit the gas and forced the officers into a high-speed chase. 
until he crashed and pulled a gun on the cops. This doesn't have anything to do with what happened in New York. The suspect died on the scene. In Palmdale, California, police officers were responding to a domestic violence call. And when they arrived, Whoa, with a sword? said her mentally ill husband hit her and was suicidal. After sweeping the house, the cops found the suspect in the backyard, wielding a three foot long sword and charging at him. Right, but this is this is they're all just this is all just like, here's why. Yo, this person is clearly in crisis. Drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop it, drop 40, 40. This is, yo, what about a taser? I thought the police had tasers. I'm not for the use of force, but in that case, use the fucking taser, motherfucker. But it actually is. It's not easy. Their job's to maintain order. And when the rule of law isn't upheld and when police aren't respected, cities turn into ticking time bombs like what we're seeing here. But it's not the police's job to be respected and beloved. A homeless man was on a subway car, throwing garbage at passengers, threatening them, saying things like this. I want food. I'm not taking no for an answer. I'm ready to go to jail. I'll hurt anyone on this train. I don't care. If I get a life sentence, I'm ready. Nobody, the, the, the only one outlet, the Gateway Pundit, I think, says that he said, I'll hurt anybody on this train. Now, none of the witnesses seem to corroborate to that. Yelling it. And people were scared. Women were terrified. They were trapped in an underground subway tin can with this guy. Here's a witness. Started to yell in um, violence, language. Um, I don't care if I die, I don't care if I go into jail, um, I don't have any food, I don't have any beverage, um, I'm done. Then a 24-year-old former Marine confronted the homeless man, gently at first, tried to de-escalate, but it got physical. And the Marine, in order to subdue him and prevent him from attacking, killed him. Put him in a chokehold. Yeah, killed him. You saw other male passengers also helping subdue that guy. And the homeless guy, Jordan Neely, unfortunately died. He was killed. You can subdue somebody without cutting off their fucking airway. You would think a Marine would know that. It was an accident. New York's medical examiner ruled it a homicide, and we're still waiting on the toxicology report. It doesn't matter if he was high. NYPD took the Marine in for questioning and released him without any charges. Yet, this is a delicate and complicated situation. We don't know anything about the former Marine, not even his name. And there's no video leading up to the chokehold. The homeless man who died, Jordan Neely, had a long rap sheet, to say the least. He's been arrested 40 times. Yeah, but was he ever was he ever sentenced to execution any of those times? And I, I'm not for execution, don't get me wrong. There was an act of... I'm not in favor of the death penalty. ...felony assault beef when he died. He was a schizophrenic drug addict, Michael Jackson impersonator, who performed for tips. Where are his parents? Well, his mother was murdered and stuffed in a suitcase by the stepfather. 
What the fuck? And his real father, not in the picture. I know it's cliche to say, but everything starts in the family. Now, none of this... Man, this is, there's like fucking foghorns and shit. This isn't even dog whistles now. Killed in a chokehold. But it also doesn't mean that the Marine deserves to be charged with murder. There's an ongoing The charge probably won't be murder. If a charge happens, it'll be, uh, what? <clears throat> it would be, uh, not unintentional. A fucking, oh, what would the, it's not going to be murder. It's not going to be second degree murder. It's going to be like manslaughter. Yeah, it'll be like some, some manslaughter. They're playing rough today. Um, Okay, so what I saw is the police escalating. Yeah, what I see here is the police putting their hands on people for what doesn't really seem to be a good reason. It's hard to tell though because they're cutting this fucking footage up. Like, <sighs> now AOC says it's murder, point blank. She doesn't need an investigation. Lock the Marine up for life. What about all the other rapes, murders, and assaults on the subway? She doesn't talk about those. There's no racial. That's because you're not talking about them. And AOC. Because your pals on Twitter aren't like cheering all that on. They're cheering this on. Doesn't ride the subway ever. She doesn't know what it's like for women. Well, she doesn't live in New York City anymore. She lives in D.C. now. Because fuck it, that's where her job is. You think when she fucking tended bar, she didn't ride the subway? When she lived in the Bronx, she didn't ride the subway? Get the fuck out of here. Everybody in New York rides the subway. Children to be trapped face-to-face with violent, unpredictable lunatics? New York's mayor is telling AOC, pump the brakes. Let the investigation play out. Well, uh, both the Congress, congr- Congresswoman and uh, the controller, uh, the controller is a citywide leader. And I don't think that's very responsible at the time where we're still investigating the situation. Let's let the DA uh, conduct his investigation with the law enforcement officials uh, to really interfere with that is not the right thing to do. And I'm going to be responsible and allow them to do their job and allow them to determine exactly what happened here. It's because you're a cop. Respect for Eric Adams for saying that. And now the ball's in Alvin Bragg's court. Yep, he's the Manhattan DA. He's going to be under a lot of pressure from both sides. We know Alvin's a political animal, but we hope that he can... Well, because the DA's in elected office. I mean, Bragg's the one that's been letting these wicked thugs Mm. loose on civilians for the last two years. Not prosecuting, downgrading charges. Yeah, they do that all the time. Plea bargains happen all the time. If they weren't plea bargains, the court system would grind to a halt. There aren't enough fucking courtrooms for everybody to get a trial. Slap Trump with 34 felony counts for nothing. And AOC complains about the mental health crisis constantly, but she hasn't lifted a finger to institutionalize the mentally unstable. And no, we don't No, forced institutionalization should be like the absolute last fucking resort because it's just like prison. I don't know if there are, there might be cases where it has to be done, but I would, I would hope that we, as a society understand that that's just like imprisoning somebody for being for being mentally ill and that we would we would be very hesitant hesitant to do that and aoc says putting cops in the subway would actually create more crime listen subway crime is up but let's also note that subway crime is up after they committed so many more officers 
to the subway system. So that also tells us from a policy perspective, adding more cops to the subway isn't solving this problem. Mm -hmm. So there are other things that can solve this problem. What other things? Uh, she won't tell you. Now, if a cop was on that subway with Neely going wild like that, he probably wouldn't be dead. Men are having to take matters into their own hands to protect themselves and innocent civilians. Women are whispering to me all day that they're, they're glad a man took action. No, they're not. They're not. Women aren't talking to you. You're a creep. Instead of sitting there and staring at his phone, pretending nothing's going down. They're not happy Neely's dead, of course. No one is. But they're happy someone's protecting them. If Neely had been institutionalized, wouldn't be dead. If Neely had been incarcerated, wouldn't be dead. And maybe if the left hadn't defunded and demoralized the police, he wouldn't be dead. The, the New York Police Department was not defunded. <laughs> they just didn't demoralize. Well, let's fucking, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do you, need a, do you need a hug and a cookie if you're a cop? Do you need me to like you? Is, that my, is, is it your job for me to like you if you're a cop? Fuck that. But he is dead. And the Democrats don't care about him. They care about blaming somebody else. Like the person who killed him? They're running out of people to blame. Democrats control New York. The city council, the mayor's office, the DA's office, every congressional seat around here, governor's mansion, both senators. There has to be accountability. But it's not just the Democrats. Every individual needs to take ownership of their actions. Primetime talked to a former addict about it last night. Listen. How did you kick drugs, Tom? Well, I was held accountable. I had to go to jail for a few months to sober up, and then I went to a six-month six -month drug treatment program, and that really changed my life. And so, like I said, there's a subset of us that need... The treatment does work. Intervention. But the, the thing is... We so, like, treat we don't know any of that guy's story. Children ...and just let them run wild until they die. Like, we're... That's not good parenting, and it's not good government. So... There's a thing. It's called dual diagnosis. It's where you have a drug, a drug addiction and mental illness. Um, I'm guessing the, the guy they talked to did not have dual diagnosis. It was probably single diagnosis. He probably had a, a substance abuse problem and he was able to get past it. No shade on the guy. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. If, you end, if, if your problem with drugs and alcohol is such that you end up getting arrested because of your behavior and then you go get some help and fucking stop using or are able to responsibly use or responsibly drink going forward. Fuck. Yeah. But that's just one guy. That doesn't mean anything. It's an anecdote. This stuff always there. They deal in so much fucking anecdote. It drives me fucking crazy. Like, <clears throat> I don't know what to even do with that partial anecdote that we were given. Does anybody have any idea what we do? Oh, that, that fucking dude, uh, like an older, older white guy. got off drugs. Okay. Good for him. Okay. That doesn't like fix anything else. Was he unhoused? Didn't seem to, I mean, if he, if he was, we don't know that because they only played like fucking 10 seconds of their interview. <sighs> anyway, not to be outdone, here goes, uh, <clears throat> here goes uh, Tiny Dancer Ben Shapiro with his, his take on all this. Once again, the facts do not matter to a group of people who actively wish for there to be protests, who actively wish for there to be race riots, who actively wish to make race relations in the United States worse. This is an ugly situation. It's a complex situation. But pretending that it is predominantly about racial discrimination and not about failures of law enforcement, failures, by the way, of the mental health system. If this person was legitimately mentally ill, why was he allowed to live on the street for presumably a decade? Why? 
It is the highest form of because he was poor and black, Ben. Because he was poor and black. He's been doing it for years, for years. Yeah, I'm not a big government person, as everybody knows. I've been actively calling for 20 years for there to be better funding of mental health services. And not only that, yes, involuntary commitment of people who are psychotic. You cannot allow them to live on the streets threatening themselves and others. But the left opposes that stuff. They don't. Um, I, inv- I oppose involuntary commitment for people who have committed no crime. Absolutely. I, if somebody's either going to go to jail or to a mental health facility, um, I'm fine with the involuntary co- commitment to the mental health facility because it's better than it's better than jail. Like this, is, this also assumes that these facilities aren't just fucking one flew over the cuckoo's nest style torture centers, right? Like, because that's why those all those places were disbanded. It wasn't because we, it wasn't because we didn't give a fuck about people with mental illness. It's because they were one flew over the cuckoo's nest style fucking torture centers for the mentally ill. Even Ronald Reagan knew that. People to be able to be committed. They think it's a right to live on the street and threaten to push people on the subway. And if someone protests and if somebody stands up and stops somebody from threatening others in the subway system, then apparently that person is is the vigilante. That person is violent. That person is scary. Black Entertainment Television did the exact same thing. BET tweeted out. He needed help. Instead, he got a death sentence. Yes. The New York City Office of Chief Medical Examiner confirmed the cause of death for Jordan Neely was determined to be compression of neck or chokehold. His yes. performances on the subway didn't go unnoticed by the New York City community. Mental health is the discussion. What can we do to prevent this from happening again? Again, the answer is very obvious. You want to stop this sort of stuff from happening again? And then they tweet out, hashtag protect black men. You want, you want to know how to stop this? The answer is very simple. When you have psychotic people living on the street, you involuntarily commit them and you give them the medication they need. And if they refuse to take the medication, you give it to them anyway because they are psychotic. Okay, that is number one. Number two, you allow the cops to do their job in making sure these people are not psychotically threatening themselves and others on the streets. This is not difficult. The left doesn't want to do any of those things. So instead, the predictable consequence is people defend themselves and others. And when it goes wrong, when something bad happens, then we prosecute the person who actually attempted to protect others on the subway system. Meanwhile, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, he says, don't worry, guys, the city's safe. We're going to continue making the city safe. You're doing an amazing job, mayor. Not right. For dangerous people to stay on our streets longer. But it's also not right for others to languish behind bars as the criminal justice process drags on. I'm confident today, broken together, we are going to move in a direction as the governor stated. We're not spiking the ball, but we know we are moving towards the goal line. And we will be successful in making and continuing to have the city and state to be the safest state in america eric adams is literally bragging about how safe new york city was yesterday when this person was choked down on the subway system but it's it's because big cities are safe most big cities are safe especially when compared with the mid 90s these people don't know how to zoom out on a fucking map or on a map i'm sorry on a on a, on a graph they don't know how to zoom out on a fucking graph a slow clap for the geniuses in blue city governance who have decided to disinvest from the police, to hamstring them and prevent they them. They haven't done that. Law, and that it's a right for people to live on the streets. Just genius level stuff here. Ugh, it's so ugly. So <clears throat> New York City has not disinvested from the police. Um, San Francisco has not disinvested from the police. None of these places have. <clears throat> Funny enough, 
the only place we see in the Bay Area that's looking to do it is Antioch. Antioch, the suburbs. They're looking at it because their police keep fucking up. I don't really got much choice. They keep hiring all the wrong people in Antioch. More on that. Check out Down Ballot. We've been covering Antioch, California for a month or two now. And the fucking mayor's so fucking mad that it's, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he just fucking disbands the police up there. But <clears throat> there haven't, the police haven't been defunded. Uh, they, these people, Ben Shapiro and Jesse Waters are ostensibly against that policy. But like, let's be real. They, absolutely want it to happen like they absolutely want that shit to happen because then they can fucking they can talk about it and get views from it and stuff big news i just found out right now uh, that between the time i built the docket this afternoon and the show Fucking Mike Cernovich blocked me on Twitter. So I had to log out of my Twitter account so that we might watch this next video that he posted. Um, here is a video, a uh, clip that I said called Deputy Energy Secretary versus Dumb Lawmaker. Mr. Secretary, thanks for being here. I want to tap your expertise for a moment. Uh, gi give, me, uh, uh, give me your best estimate, just an estimate I know, uh, of... of uh, uh, how soon you think the United States of America will be carbon neutral? So uh, I think, according to the climate scientists around the world, and certainly the cutting-edge scientists that we need to rely on here in the U.S., we've got to get carbon neutral by 2050. And I'm very comfortable with that target, and I think that's the appropriate by 20, target. Fi by 2050. Which is only 27 years. That is not a long time away. And, and how much will that cost? So the cost that I focus on even more is all the costs no, the that are going to happen cost. if we don't get our act together. How much will it cost to get us carbon neutral? It's going to cost trillions of dollars, and it'll cost tens of trillions of dollars if how, we don't get our act together. How many trillions? I don't have the estimate or the numbers in front of me. I've seen a variety of different estimates, but it's a large amount. Fundamental. Well, it's, the, the thing is, is this is like an in. This is like not a um, a quantifiable amount because what does he mean? Is he talking about just the government? Does he mean just the federal government? Does he mean federal and state governments? Does he mean federal, state, county, and local governments? Does he mean all of those government entities and everything that private industry does? Does he mean all of that and everything that you and I as individuals might have to do and the costs we may have to incur? The question is, is so broad as to be meaningless. That's why this guy can't really answer it. It's not, it's not that he doesn't want to, it's that he can't. I'm only transforming our energy economy is a big deal. You, tell me the estimates that you've seen. I don't have those numbers right on hand. So so you're advocating that we become carbon neutral, but you don't know how much it's going to cost. So there's an awful lot of estimates out there. It depends yeah, on technology you're the, you're improvement the and other kinds of things. You're the expert. I know, I know with how much it's going to cost. I know with the certainty of all the experts I've spoken about, it's cheaper to get our act together than it is to not get our act together on climate okay. change. Okay, then tell me the cost. Orders of magnitude. If we don't do it, these are all like this is you're projecting out to 2050. That's the problem. One of the problems with this is that you have that it requires that you project out to 2050. Total cost? Do you mean uh, assuming no inflation? Do you mean assuming there isn't there aren't fucking absolute climate catastrophes that happen between now and then? Like yeah, you can't project that shit out to 2050. Orders of magnitude different. If we I don't get that, our act together, you, it's you don't you don't have a cost. You want us to get there, but you can't tell the American taxpayer how much it's going to cost. 
Is that your testimony? It's going to save us money, and there's a lot of jobs. Well, how do we know if you don't know how much it's going to cost? Uh, I'd be happy to pull up the latest numbers that I've seen. How about $50 trillion? Is that right? It's going to cost trillions of dollars. There's no doubt about it. Okay. If we spend trillions of dollars... We already do, though. We achieve... I, some of your colleagues estimate 50 trillion, and it disappoints me that you're not willing to give the estimates. I, I, don't, I, I hope you're not telling me you have no idea how much it's going to cost. That creates a whole new host of problems. But, but uh, if it costs $50 trillion, as some of your colleagues have testified, to become carbon neutral by 2050, and I'm all for carbon neutrality, by the way, Oh no! Oh no! He's fucking. He's to, uh, not fucking. He's gonna. He's concerned trolling. He's like, oh, I'd be with you. I just need to know exactly this thing that nobody can predict. How much is that going to lower world temperatures, or how much is that going to reduce the increase in world temperatures? So every country around the world needs to get its act together. Our emissions are about thirteen percent of global emissions. Yeah, but if right you could now. answer my question, if we spend fifty trillion dollars. To become carbon neutral in the United States of America by 2050, you're the Deputy Secretary of Energy. Give me your estimate of how much that is going to reduce world temperatures. So, so first of all, it's a net cost. Um, it's what uh, benefits we're having from getting our act together and reducing all of those climate benefits. We're seeing. Let me ask again. Maybe I'm being. Right now maybe I'm not being clear. If no, you're not being. You're not. You're. You're being. I would say intentionally obtuse and you're not listening because he wants the dude to say 50 trillion so that they can use that to scare people during the election. If we spent $50 trillion to become carbon neutral by 2050 in the United States of America, how... How much is that going to reduce world temperatures? This is a global problem. So we need to reduce our emissions and we need to do everything we can. How much, if we do our part, countries. is it going to reduce so world we're temperatures? So we're 13% of global emissions. You don't right know, now. do you? You know what this, I mean, you have to t just, just, just be like, you know what? Fuck you. And then just leave. Go back to your, go back to your job. I'm sure that guy's a competent bureaucrat. You don't know, do you? You can do the math. We need to. You don't know, do you, Mr. Secretary? So we're 13% of if global. If you know, why won't you we tell went, me? If we went to zero, that would be 13%. You don't know, do you? You just want us to spend $50 trillion and you don't have the slightest idea. This guy's acted like the dude up there has got to pocket 10% of it or something. The dude stands to gain $5 trillion out of it. Whether it's going to reduce world temperatures. Now I'm all for carbon neutrality, but you're the deputy secretary of the Department of Energy, and you're advocating we spend trillions of dollars to seek carbon neutrality, and you can't. And this isn't your money or my money; it's taxpayer money. And you can't tell me how much it's going to lower world temperatures, there or you won't tell me. You know, but you won't. In my heart of hearts, there is no way the world gets its act together on climate change unless the U.S. leads. Tell me how much it's the going US to reduce. You, you can't tell me. Either that or you won't. <clears throat> yeah, you're asking for a fucking, we don't know. If we went carbon neutral, we don't know. I don't know, the whole thing has been kind of unpredictable, and some of the models have turned out to be wrong, but not in the way that we would hope they were wrong. Some of the early models were like, oh, it's going to be this, and now it's fucking twice or three times as bad. So the guy's like up there. He's not trying to lie to you. I don't know. Fuck, man.
Like I, that also, that guy's not a climate change expert. He's a bureaucrat. His job is to implement policy and manage the Department of Energy. And not for nothing, the Department of Energy like also looks over our nuclear weapons and shit. Like that's that's where Q's from, everybody. Q is from the Department of Energy. The dude's got a lot going on. Maybe that guy's Q and he's just got a lot going on. Who fucking knows, man? Fuck, man, I feel sorry for some of the, I mean, yeah, I feel sorry for some of these fucking competent public servants because they're dealing with p the politicians who just don't want to, like, listen to them, especially on this climate change thing. Because honestly, that guy up there is not a climate change expert. He's relying on the consensus of rel uh, relevant experts. And that's kind of in flux because it's always changing. And it ain't getting better. It's not like it's swinging back and forth from this is a problem to this is not a problem. It's swinging back and forth for between oh shit and oh shit so it's you know i i just I fucking however much it costs is just how much it's going to cost the longer we wait the more it's going to cost and the less effective the interventions are going to be anyway here's a pollution expert um the former president is talking about how uh, offshore wind is uh killing the whales remember when he said it was killing the birds well now it's killing the whales that I'm against. I think they're extremely inefficient. I think they really hurt the environment. You know, when you look at them going all over the oceans and all over the the plains, meaning the beautiful plains and vistas and everything else, and then you see these things, and you know, when you look at them in 10 years and they're all rotted out and rusted, and then you have to buy new ones and the new ones never come, and then they shut them off and they're sitting there rotting. And look, I'm not a fan, and it's very... Where's this happening? These things last more than uh, maybe in the ocean. They don't last as long because they're that's a pretty rough environment with all that salt water and shit. Expensive form of energy. And they don't even they don't even make it if you don't subsidize them. You don't have to subsidize no. energy. So but we're uh, saving the planet. We're not saving the planet with windmills. You're, if anything, you're hurting the planet and you're certainly killing the birds. Well, have you I'm, ever looked under a windmill? Have you ever gone to you want to see a cemetery for birds? Just walk under a windmill someday. It's Wait, what? Oh, it's the most incredible thing. They have the greatest press going. Whoever does. The Yo, but this is somebody who looked into this and more <laughs> Trump's fucking Trump's fucking giant buildings probably kill more birds every year than windmills do. Hell of birds die by just flying into a building. Their public relations has done a great job. And these environments, they talk about wind, but it's really very dirty. And, you know, when you make these things, which are all made in China, almost all of them, when you look at the fumes, if you're a believer in this going up, you can never make up for the cost of that. And then, as you know, you're not allowed to bury the blades because they're made of a certain uh, hydrocarbon that's so dirty that if you bury them, it's going to destroy yeah, the no, earth, I, according I, to these people. I promise you. So you they don't know what to do with them. You haven't got to convince me. I'm, I'm not a fan of them either. No, it's a joke. But it's a and you know, we have a phenomena in our country. I don't know if you do, but the whales are now all of a sudden washing up. I read shore. some of that, yeah. Oh, uh, fucking, he saw the Dan Badandi video about the hunchback whale and beaver tail. Uh, I mean, many, many times, like times 15, times 15, whales are coming up. We never had this before. And the wind farms seem to be driving them on shore. So I don't know what that's all Nobody, about. No, that's nobody thinks that. That's far. None at Turnberry. Well, we don't have them at Turnberry. You've got to have we a take care of our. <laughs> we take care of our whales. None here. We take care of our whales? What the fuck? That, what the fuck is that guy talking about? That guy gets more and more incomprehensible as time goes on, and he's going to be the Republican nominee. 
And uh, things aren't going to be great if he wins. Because he'd go in, it'd be his second term. So he'd just fucking go in and just every dumb fucking idea he ever had, he would uh, implement. So we're going to skip ahead a little bit here. Uh, not exactly uh, uh, blasting through this docket like we usually do. There's one I just said that uh, waters can always tell. And it's not about what you think it is. Of them. The mayor here is complaining about a couple thousand yeah. with more resources than any other city in the entire country. That's ridiculous. Now, I saw on the way into work a illegal immigration family digging through the trash looking for recyclables. How did you know they were illegal? You can tell. <laughs> you can always do that. You can always you tell, tell people. I'm like even Kennedy's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And you don't want me to get into it, but I can tell. And it is the saddest thing to see because they're not able to work here. They came to work, but they're not able to work here. And the point is this. You have to be able to choose. Even Gutfeld doesn't buy this. Country based on needs. If you need this type of person, you need this to bring them in. But to just say, yeah, come everybody in. And then, oops, you know, now people are looking for, you know, a five cent bottle. That's not right. And you can't blame the guy down in Texas for that. Joe Biden is the common denominator for. How does he how can he tell? Does they just look Mexican-y to him or something? Like, what, what do you mean? We can I can tell there. <clears throat> no, you can't. You don't know somebody's immigration status like as you drive by in your in your car with with your he probably has a driver that picks him up and takes him to Fox Studio every day. You you go and buy them at fucking even if you're just on a regular like a city street like 25 miles an hour. You you can't tell shit about those people. You don't know nothing about them. They were wearing sombreros and singing singing Mexican music. <laughs> they were playing Latin house from their boombox. <laughs> oh man we're fucked we're completely fucked anyway we're going to continue on with the news because uh well just me talking for an hour and 20 minutes about how fucked we are while it might be interesting in the moment and i might enjoy it we're not the best content so up next we got a <clears throat> we got this is fucking good morning britain it looks like and they're wondering should we ban hoodies from town centers? Normal, totally normal stuff going on over there in the UK. They're fine. Well, this is the thing. I mean, Ed Sheeran wears hoodies on stage. Are you going to ban Ed Sheeran from Romford? Well, Ed Sheeran even knows that because he's actually got himself into a suit at last because he's had to go to court and he's wearing a suit. So obviously he is aware. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, he got sued and he won, actually. Shout out to Ed Sheeran for winning that lawsuit. He didn't steal that song. Can't sing no song that ever been never been sung before. Shout out to this this younger guy here who's like laughing at this old lady though. This is a, this is a pretty good fashion makes a difference. And the pacing, if you've got nothing to hide, what what's the problem? But you can't with start dictating what down? people wear. You can't well, tell people, people what to wear. We don't live in a nanny well, state. Well, people Tina. do in France. They've banned burkas and. But well, this isn't France. No, I You're know. You're not in France, babe. I know. So well, you can't ban no. hoodies. Jeffrey Dahmer wore thick glasses. You're going to ban people from wearing glasses. Do you think though, on the on the point of sort of you know the antisocial behaviour and and there are there are stories from Romford. There's one of a, a store manager who talks about gangs of yous going in. Their but that's faces a gang obscured. of people, right? That's the problem. It's and not because the they were wearing. 
wearing their hoodies, they weren't able to identify who they were. So do you think from that point of view, it's fair enough to say, actually, you know, don't hide your face with a hoodie? I don't think so, no, because that's one rule for everyone then. That's a, what, what about a hoodie? Hoodies have feelings shop, too. Maybe they don't want to be bad. Lots Maybe of it's shops. the gang. <laughs> Oh, this young man's pretty funny. He's like, what, what do you think of the hoodies? Lots of shops have signs already now saying that you cannot wear crash helmets. You must take your crash helmet off if you enter stores. And at the end of the day... But that's like a bike helmet with a visor on it and shit. People don't... People... That's like... You wear that when you're on your motorcycle. That's not a hoodie. What is wrong if you've got nothing to hide with just removing your hood when you're in an area? And quite frankly, people, the retailers have got every right to make these hoods. And the choice... No, but that's, that's banning a hoodie from a town centre is different than a retailer. Like, there's a nice, there are nice restaurants where they ask you to take off your hat. Nice restaurants, some of the fancier dance clubs won't let you wear hats. They won't let you wear fucking sports gear, won't let you wear tennis shoes. That's a different question than just banning it entirely from the entire town center. You either shop there or you don't. It's not exactly the biggest infringement of human rights that I've heard of, to be honest. To, to be put honest. your hood down. Just to put your hood down while, while you're in the shop. I it's just think you all just sound very old and stuffy yeah. and <laughs> maybe one should just ban bigots from entering the town center because that's really the problem here. It is bigotry. You can't just tell people what they can it is not and bigot can't wear. It is not bigotry to worry about <laughs> the safety and um, bringing in your customers. It, they obviously found commercially it's a hindrance to their business. Maybe as a, maybe if I'm in Romford, no, I don't want to be uh, seen and I just sorry, want to wear a hood. Excuse me, I was born in Romford, I will, I, will, I will not take that. Oh, sorry, Richard, I didn't. It's sorry for your, that's sorry for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Fucking, that's, uh, British TV is pretty good because they'll, they're a little different than the US. Well, they'll just kind of say what they mean. It's like, they were having two kind of different conversations. Um, the one was, should we just ban them from the town square? Well, you can't really do that. Like, uh, that's, I don't think the, the courts in, in the UK would let you do that. Can the, can a business be like, you can't wear hats in my shop? Sure. I guess if you want to chase off your customers, if they're like, oh, you need to take your hood down when you come into the shop. Sure. I guess if you want to chase off some customers. It's it's a yeah it's that that that's somebody in chat said the hoodie being an ethnic and racial marker yeah it's about it's about black folks black and brown folks they don't care if the if the white dude right the, the comedian if he wears a hoodie in the town square they're like oh that's fine that's just actually a hooded sweatshirt entirely different than a hoodie yeah you yeah you can't wear you the I mean I think I might I've probably gone into a bank with my my, my well no I mean I just take the I don't. The hood goes up when it's cold. That's what it's there for. So if it's cold out and you're outside in the city center, the hoodie is a great piece of fucking clothing. It helps you, especially if it's got little, you know, it's got little, little strings on it. You can kind of bring it in close to your head. Whatever. All right, we're going to move on to the religious bat shittery part of the part of the podcast here. First up, it will be the biggest prayer meeting in American history, whatever this is. This fall, I've been working with uh, uh, General Flynn and Steve Bannon, who are both, uh, uh, you know, very Scumbag. traditional Roman Catholics on one hand, and uh, 
Lance Wallnow and Mario Murillo, who are uh, different kinds of scumbags, evangelical leaders, and they're planning what's going to be billed as the largest ecumenical prayer meeting for America in the history of our country, where people from all different faiths come together in unity to pray in unison for the United States of America. Really? <clears throat> How are you going to? Is it going to be like a Zoom call? I hope it's not a Zoom call. Like, what do they mean? The acumen? Like, they just—they're just—they're just trying to grift religious people, right? They're just trying to do that Clay Clark thing, the Reawaken America tour. I bet it'll be a Reawaken America thing with Clay Clark, where all you—you you, all the people showing up to pray are going to fucking pay like five or six hundred bucks to show up and hang out in a tent and listen to the fucking demon sperm lady fucking speak in tongues or whatever. That's all this is. This is a fucking grift. Um, I know nothing about the story of Esther from the Bible, but I can almost guarantee you that whatever the fuck these two people are talking about, that ain't it. You actually met with, with President Trump. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, I did. It was literally like the story of Esther, where you're not supposed to approach the president, right? So it's like, okay, that's not going to happen, but also felt like I was supposed to talk to him. So you're kind of just trusting that the Lord is going to work it out somehow. But um, I wanted to honor the fact that you're not supposed to approach him, though. That's the rules. It's his home, you know? So so I'm just like, Lord, wait, it's his work. It that's out. the rules. If somebody invites you to their home that you're not supposed to introduce yourself. What? That's a fucking fuck that party. I don't want to go to a, I don't want to go to a party where it's like unspoken that I don't introduce myself to the person hosting the party. So the person who had invited me to come to Mar-a-Lago saw that the president was walking by himself and he approached him and said, sir, you know, I would like to introduce you to someone. And he told him about me and said, you know, would it be okay if I introduced you? And he said, yes. And it was literally like he held out the scepter and I, I approached. And so it was really exciting. I had seen it in my dreams a lot before it happened. So in a way, it felt like <laughs> kind of natural, you know, I had like fucking prophetic. I'd, I knew I was going to Mar-a-Lago and I knew this guy was going to introduce me, but I also had prophetic dreams about being introduced to uh, President Big Mac. So I felt like just, yes, I've been here before, no problem. Very calm and peaceful. And yet also it was amazing because it was so the favor of the Lord. It was such a beautiful- It was the, the fucking, the, let's, let's not get this twisted. She looks a little bit like Ivanka. That's why he was like, oh yeah, let's, uh, let's please introduce me. Full thing to have God show you something and then see it happen. Honestly, nothing thrills me as much as God treasure hunts, God surprises, God things like, you know, God like I, I did a video recently about finding a watch and this whole thing God did with it. That thrilled me, right? So any God thing thrills me, but I, I, I was- Just any old God thing, all president. thrilling. That was wonderful. But it was more that I knew God was working on my behalf, that God had given me favor, that God was- doing The vapors? Was did you have the vapors? Really just blessed me and was so wonderful. I'm so glad the religious people that hang out in, in my chat here and that like uh, enjoy our podcasts are fucking cool ass people. Cause like most of the time when they put religious people on TV, they're fucking weirdos. Like most religious people are not like that lady. Like most people aren't out of their fucking mind. She's out of her mind. She's like, I had a dream about meeting the president. It was like a story in the Bible. And I'm like, like fucking weirdo. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. 
And way up next, uh, people actually want to be oppressed so that they can be uh, a protected group or some shit. Of course. There is an outright indoctrination attempt uh, of this type of uh, uh, belief system to our children. I, I mean, we're watching it from as young as Disney. Uh, the old children all the way all the way up. There's an indoctrination. There's social contagion. As you mentioned, this taking place. There is outright attempts to confuse children of their gender and all these different uh, things. And, uh, you know, and, and there may be even a, a desire to, uh, you know, it, you, you have special rights in this country these days if you are some oppressed class. And so even possibly the attempt to create uh, a minority sex class to to uh, then be oppressed and get special right who knows what's going on it ain't that buddy people people who people oh my god um people who are um in protected groups are in protected groups or those groups are considered to be protected groups because those people we've decided need protection and most of the protections are civil most of them are not uh, like they're not like it's not like criminal stuff but most people don't want to be oppressed i don't think <coughs> don't get me wrong like you can find any dumb fucking thing on twitter you can find any dumb thing that anybody might be saying they might be saying on twitter but no um I, queer people don't have special rights we have laws that are written to protect us that don't apply to other people who aren't queer but that's not really a special right the point of that is to bring people to parity or as close to parity as we possibly can get not special rights anyway up next in our religious bat shittery part of the show we got um rainbow flags at churches terrifying churches that start hanging out the rainbow flag as if they were painting blood over the the, the doorposts at passover so that the, the plague leaves them alone wait what uh, is that what the rainbow flag is like churches that embrace sexual perversion and perversity and transgenderism, they are doing exactly what churches did when they accepted segregation in the Klan in the 1950s, exactly what they did when they accepted slavery in the 1850s, uh, and when they accepted the Nazi party in the 1930s in Germany. No, no, those aren't even, those things aren't even comparable. Uh, one of them is just a flag at the church saying, um, Actually, we're not like that church down the street. If you're queer, you're welcome to worship here uh, because we're not like that church down the street. Uh, sorry about the way that church down the street treated you. Actually, glad you're still uh, glad you're still interested in worship. Come on in. It is nothing like Nazi Germany, and it's nothing like the segregationists and the Klan. It's the opposite of those things. It's the polar opposite of those things. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, if you're listening to this, I don't even have to tell you that. Did you know that I thought I thought Jim Baker had retired? And um, it turns out that I was wrong. It was the wrong uh, weirdo. It was Pat Robertson who retired, not Jim Baker. So Jim Baker's still hucking his buckets slop. And um, he's uh, predicting a war with China and uh, almost seems giddy about it from what others are telling me about this clip. But what's going to happen if we have... A blackout if we have an EMP, which I believe, and I'm going to say this, and have you comment on, on it? Oh, you're on your own yeah, show. Sure. <clears throat> I believe without a miracle from heaven, we will be at war with China 
within two years. I believe they will attack us before Biden leaves power or if there's any chance of him not getting in because they are going to move because of our weakness. Yeah. So I believe, church, it's time to be prepared. It's time to be ready. For what? We don't know what's coming tomorrow, but we know who holds tomorrow. And God yes. Yes. has Amen. said, I want you to be prepared. Amen. Are they trying to shut him up right here? They started clapping and talking and shit. You think they're trying to shut him up? I bet they're trying to shut him up. The Bible says only a fool doesn't prepare mm. when they see trouble ahead. Wow. Yep, there's do buckets you not of slop. See trouble ahead? Absolutely. Sure. How can you not? What do you think? Uh, yep, it's for the fucking buckets people? right there. Of course, the buckets right there. Rattling. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, this is not a play game to play. Oh. They mean business. <laughs> Buy my buckets of slop. My God. So this story is a little a little kind of off the beaten path stuff we don't talk about here. This is like about what happens to your body after you're no longer alive. And <clears throat> there are people <clears throat> who are mad that some people, they are like, don't put me in a, um, a coffin. <clears throat> don't do any of that. Don't, you know, don't, don't. <laughs> no, I can't remember the ashes. Don't turn me into ashes. It's a. Uh, let me compost. And I mean, you think about that at first and you're like, that's a little bit weird, but maybe it's not weird because it doesn't matter. Like, because you're going to be dead. Yeah. Don't cremate me. Thank you. Chat <laughs> having the dumb can't brain. Maybe, you know, you might think it's a little bit weird, but you only think it's a little bit weird because it's out of the ordinary. I would imagine that in the past when they buried people, this is what happened. So there are um, people that are mad about it. Illinois became the seventh state to allow human composting for death after the, after death for those who choose it. I'm surprised that only seven states uh, allow that. Um, that's pretty insane that only seven states allow that. I bet one of them's uh, California. And here's the, here's a clip about that. People are uh, mad, 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 mad. All right, so David Bonagrel, I'll have you respond to that. The Catholic Church doesn't condemn the practice of cremation. It is allowed at Catholic uh, ceremonies. Uh, so what is, what's the difference here between cremation and composting? Cremation is allowed but not preferred in the Catholic tradition precisely because of the value we place on the body as a religion. Well, it's allowed because you can't fucking stop somebody from doing it. That's why it's allowed. You can't, you can't, you can't stop them. That's why it's allowed. Just tradition, we think the body has been ignobled in such a great way through the incarnation that Jesus Christ became God and gave body an incredible dignity. He divinized it. So even in cremation, if we allow that, the church requires that the ashes and bones be kept together and not separated. To separate is really to denigrate the nature of the person. One of the great tragic elements of September 11th was that so many of those bodies were not able to be recovered and those people were lost into oblivion just like people who are composted are there's no way to bring closure or peace to i'm this. sorry you're comparing this to a that. terrorist attack please <laughs> so what happened to the bodies let's stay with the facts people. man come on those were bodies well, that were lost and that has like nothing to do with a person making a conscious choice to use a low impact 
process to dispose of their remains in a way that is consistent with their belief system. I respect your belief system. I'm not asking Catholics to be cremated or to be composted. I I have no business telling a Catholic what to do with their body post death. Just as the Catholic Church doesn't have any business telling an environmentalist that they have to use an environmentally damaging process to handle their remains. All right, David. Let me let me make laws that reflect the values of our culture. And dude, host, cut that guy's mic. The host just tried to cut in, and the 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 gal who was there was trying to listen to him, and the fucking other guy was like, blah 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 blah. Fuck that. Allow human composting to allow our bodies to be thrown into oblivion. This is not it's a Catholic country. Okay, David Bonagura, what, what about that? We can defend the body in death. We can do it in life as well. Oh, if we could do it in death, we so he's now saying that we're going to just compost people. We're just going to turn fucking thing about turning that motherfucker into compost. Of course, in a game of Minecraft. But <clears throat> like that guy's never getting invited on that show again. And I would hope that others don't invite that guy on the show because he wouldn't let the host in. Um, you got to let the host in. Even if it's a small show, you got to let the host in. And the host was going to ask a question. The guy wasn't having it. Uh, the lady was, she was cool. She was like, if you don't want to do this, if Catholics don't want to do this, this is fine. But if an environmentalist just wants their body to be put in the ground because it's the most env <clears throat> environmentally friendly way to dispose of their body and they're not here to care about it anymore anyway, then what's it to you? Um, again, we think this is a little weird. Maybe some of us might be squicked out because just because we're not used to it. I'd be willing to bet that before we had caskets and before cremation was widespread, this is what everybody happened to everybody's body. It just got put in the fucking ground or even maybe not. Maybe some places it wasn't even put in the ground. <laughs> Up next, we have uh, what I can only describe as what would have happened had fire by night continued from the 90s on till today. Well, this is wild. A pair of 1970s sandals worn by Steve Jobs was recently auctioned off. And are you ready for this? They went for $218,000. You could buy like two IMAX for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. Come on. What the fuck? Uh, so this is what I like to say. I don't shake. Yep. I don't hug. Somebody, we got making light of it with some Warren Scott, Warren Stock. Could somebody put that in the discord for cults in the satanic panic? We absolutely have to find this show and watch an episode of this instead of fire by night. Some, uh, some Thursday night, uh, for people on the pod that don't know what I'm talking about. We do a cults and satanic panic stream every Thursday, uh, late night here on Twitch. Yep. And I don't get COVID. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and the test said I would make a world class, you'll never guess it, comedian. Sid Roth. <laughs> so my dog accidentally ate a whole bag of Scrabble tiles. So I took him to the vet. No word yet. Yeah. No, I'm not the My Pillow guy. I was discipled by him. It's me, the My Dreams guy. All right, Sid. I've, I've never shot. I've never shot anybody before. <laughs> so this will be my first time. Three. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, ah. I'm out of darts. Ah. Oh my goodness. Ah. <laughs> I'll see you soon. This has been. An amazing show 
I hope that you'd agree. I mean, yes, probably, but for probably a much different reason than you would hope. And I'll see you <laughs> soon. Where, where's that fucking wannabe fucking wish.com ass Blaine Bartell motherfucker? Where's that portal? <laughs> oh, there it is. See you soon. Yep, Fire by Night, 10 times better than that shit. We got to find that, though. If somebody can help me find that show, and I would love to watch an episode of that on our Cults and Satanic Panic show because it's probably worse than uh, Fire by Night, and I bet their musical guests are quite bad. Up next is uh, something I didn't need to know. I don't think you needed to know this, but because I know it, now you have to know it. It's just one of those things, one of those things. Well, you, you know, nobody forces you to watch this uh, Twitch channel or uh, download this podcast, but... uh. Because I know this, now you have to know it too. And the bedding is temperature regulating, so you sleep just right. It is literally on our bed. We have these sheets. They're fantastic. They keep just the right temperature. Don't you hate it when you get like a hot bed and you got to kick a leg out and da 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 da? You know, the chair to bed with Don Jr. is like a big guy and like hairy. So you get hot in there. So you have to have the cozy earth sheets. I'm telling you. All right. So I have been a long time cozy earth customer, as I said. She's hucking cozy earth sheets, apparently, and I didn't want to know anything. I didn't want to know any of that. Um, but because I found it out, I was like, well, you know who I got to share it with? Got to share it with 55 of my closest friends and then you know, a few thousand uh, acquaintances who uh, catch the pod later. Um, here's, a Flor here's a Florida. This is in the Florida Senate. This is not the U.S. Senate. This is the Florida Senate. And uh, this is a little weird. Um, I'm not like super surprised by the sentiment here because I've heard this sentiment, um, as a gay man, actually, um, many times from right wingers, but I've never heard it on like the fucking floor of uh, the state house. So, uh, here we go. This dude's like a edgy Twitter or Reddit atheist circa like 2010. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Real quick, um, I just can't let our military be labeled as racist and discrimination without, an, without a response. ISIS, the Taliban, and Al-Qaeda, those are the folks who would discriminate. We bombed a building in 2017 like we never usually do. We yeah, we've never bombed out. That's right. The military, U.S. military never usually bombs buildings. Bombed it because they threw homosexuals off that building. Our terrorist enemies hate homosexuals more than we do. They're the ones who discriminate. Our building, our terrorist enemies hate homosexuals more than we do. They're the ones. <laughs> so you, everybody, if, if you're watching, if you're listening on the pod, uh, check out this clip. It's in the show notes or uh, watch the video. Cause this lady, this lady is fucking, I love her when they zoom in. This is great. More than we do. They're the ones who discriminate. Our building, our terrorist enemies hate homosexuals more than we do. They're the ones who discriminate. <laughs> our job. Oh, God. So <clears throat> I don't want to spend too much time on this, but uh, I do remember that uh, as I started to talk shit to a lot of other atheists um, because of their behavior and their, their bigotry, their open bigotry, it's a thing we focus on a lot on the intellectual dollar tree. I'd be like, hey, you know, I don't really hate my Muslim neighbors. You know, I like where I lived before, there were like a lot of um, a lot of people who I 
maybe ignorantly presume are Muslim. They may be Sikhs, whatever, but they were my neighbors. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm not going to hate these people. I don't know why. And they're like, well, if you were in there, if you were in Saudi Arabia, they'd throw you off a building. I'm like, well, I'm not in Saudi Arabia and fuck you. And so that guy was just doing that bit. That's like a 10 or 12 year old bit from like new atheism that they would always do. If you try to be like, well, why are we being shitty to these people? They're like, oh, you're fucking not in favor of gay rights or whatever. But it turned out that the all, almost all white, almost all straight cis man, uh, new atheist movement was using my queerness and maybe your queerness as a prop in their crusade against people with the wrong imaginary friend, because that's how they do. And that guy was just doing it there. He just did it in a very, a little bit more mask off kind of way. He's like, actually, the Muslims, they, they hate that. They hate the queers more than we do. And it's like, dude, you're not supposed to say it like that. But I'm kind of glad he did. And I like the, the lady in the back, too. She was like holding an American flag, too. I bet she was a fucking Republican and couldn't believe that he just fucking said that. So we're, we're in our sort of local and state government section of the show now, I suppose. The, the Cleveland City Council meeting. We maybe need to start taking a little bit of a look at this because this this clip right here is pretty wild. Thank you. Next, we have Stephen Tanov, and he's from Ward Seven to uh, talk about being wrongly banned at Galleria Tower City and YMCA. Uh, Stephen is not representing anyone and is not being paid by anyone. You had a microphone over here. Okay, I have, wait, okay. I have a dark situation to tell about being wrongly banned at the Galleria. Eight years ago, Galleria security told me that I was banned for life from entering the Galleria Tower YMCA complex. Why was I banned? Once again, eight years ago, Galleria security told me that I was banned for life from entering the Galleria Tower YMCA complex. Why was I banned? I was wrongly accused of doing something. Two security guards framed me for masturbating in the restroom, something I did not do. How do you frame someone for that? Once again, two security guards framed me for masturbating in the restrooms, something I did not do. I don't know how this all started. Maybe a group of people didn't like seeing me down there and they decided to make- They like, didn't like seeing your down there. Yeah. It's about me. I did a lot of protesting by the Galleria Tower. James Kassoff is the current owner of the Galleria and I'm sending monthly letters to James Kassoff. Oh, so you're harassing this, you're harassing the guy who owns this place. Once again, eight years ago, Galleria security told me that I was banned for life from entering the Galleria Tower YMCA complex. Security wrongly accused me of masturbating in the restrooms. I'm writing monthly letters to James Kassoff, the owner. I am, I am. He's telling the same story over and over again. I am 49 years old. Somebody in the chat asked where Alex Stein is, uh, hanging out with, uh, maybe hanging out with Aaron Smith Levin of the, uh, Aftermath Foundation. That might be where Alex Stein is. Now, speed demons are a tyranny that's plaguing the Wait, streets what? of our city. These noisy cars with tinted windows are disturbing the peace and making it hard for children to study and do homework. We need more cops to stop those speed demons. I also want to talk about port potties. I know some people think port potties are not important, 
but we need more permanent port potties in our parks. Bring more port potties. Bring more port potties. Now I'm going to wrap it up. Don't forget what I said about my wrongful ban at the Galleria Tower YMCA complex. I definitely have some problems down there. Whoa, dude. <clears throat> so this is this person like I don't watch uh, the, the clips before. And if I would have watched that before, I might not have included it in the show. This person is uh, clearly has uh, needs some help. Um, I don't mean the haircut either. I don't think actually that, that that wasn't funny at all. I know, you know, maybe other people think that was funny, but I, I, I actually don't think that was funny. Um, the person just needs some help. And, uh, <clears throat> but not for nothing, if he was, uh, if other people went to the bathroom at a YMCA and were faced with this man masturbating, um, they were right to kick him out. Anyway, uh, Here's something that I know we'll be able to laugh at and make fun of. This is a Christian conference. It's a Christian man's conference. And, um, well, it's a certain kind of version of masculinity, I suppose. Jealous of all their lights. Ready for what? Wait, what? Is that really Chuck Norris? That can't really be Chuck Norris. What the fuck? <laughs> chat called that a heavy metal concert that was not a heavy metal concert i don't know what that was but i have to go now actually i mean i don't have to leave right now but i want to go to one of these if they have one in san jose i don't have one of these in san jose but if they had one of these in the bay area i would go and i would make the people that listen to my podcast and watch my show pay for it but don't worry i would have it would be worth your money because you would you would get uh you would get the entire rundown so up next we got uh tucker carlson uh, you know, he was fired from Fox. 
and uh, he's going to talk about uh, one of the things that might get you fired from uh, mainstream media. If, if you go on TV tonight and say, I think the Earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the Earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say, like, what, what actually happened with Building 7? Like, that is weird, right? It doesn't, like, what is right, that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd, like, lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my mm-hmm. country. Right. Is an attack on my country? Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But, like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. He's, like, got that maniacal laugh. I think that might be what got him fired. It makes me uncomfortable. We know what happened at Building 7. It was right next to two other buildings that fucking collapsed, and then fucking hell of debris caught, like, fell on and through the windows of the thing. One of the, like... And the 9-11, I don't want to get too far into this, right? But when the 9-11 truthers show you video of it, they, they neglect to show you the other side. The other side of the building was fucking destroyed. It collapsed because the building was fucking destroyed. I don't know what else to tell you. That's what buildings do when they get destroyed. They collapse. So a fox is, or someone at Fox, or someone who used to work for Fox, is leaking stuff, like leaking Tucker content, right? It's just not really having the desired effect because it's like the things he said on the air are way fucking crazier than the things that they're leaking that he's that he was that he said like when he wasn't on air. Like here's an example. Well, that was weak. I'll say. <laughs> Holy shit! Ten hours. That slimy little motherfucker sitting across from me. Oh, you're the best. And I wasn't talking about you. It's just the opposite. You seem to be a complex. No, I'm not. What do you mean? Because you've never been this affirmed in your life? I <laughs> bet. Thank you, Alex. Have a happy weekend. See you, man. Um, the amount, uh, it was so unhealthy. So the thing that they need to be saying here about him is that he is incapable of getting his own fucking tissues and incapable of like pulling his own fucking earpiece out like he has to he has to have like people waiting on him hand and foot that's the the thing here it isn't his crazy behavior but that guy he and he's talking about the person who deposed him uh for the fox uh suit that they settled Unfortunately, the settlement means we're probably never going to see the depositions. The shit out of me. Where are you now? Where do you live? (laughs) The amount of times I had, first of all, fuck you on my lips was like, it was unbelievable. Suggesting that I was was cheating on my taxes? Really? Oh, oh, absolutely. Were you? So where, where are you domiciled? Where are you now? Do you own a home there? I was like, no, I do not own a home in Maine, which I don't, by the way. Like, that's, like, whoever's leaking this stuff, like, that's not, who cares? Of course, Tucker's not going to like the guy that deposed him. We all know that. that He was like a baby during the deposition. (laughs) 
So here's him asking about women powdering their noses. This one's dumb too, but we'll play it. Can I ask you a question? You don't have to answer. It's personal. I'm not speaking of you, but more in general of ladies. When they go to the ladies' room and powder their noses, is there actually nose powdering going on? Sometimes. Ooh. I like the sound of that. Most of the time it's lipstick. Do pillow fights ever break out? You don't have to. Not, in, have the, to, not no. in the bathroom. Okay, not in the bathroom. It's not a safe place for a pillow fight, Tucker. That's a dumb question. Okay. This is naughty for territory. This is low quality. You are such a good sport, such a good person. Thank you. I know you do, but you do not deserve that, and I mean it with great affection. I got you, man. Which way do you want to go? Yes, ma'am. Sorry. Let me tune in. That was not weird. <clears throat> the pillow fight thing is weird, but the bathroom is just not a safe place for a pillow fight. But it, it, it just wasn't that. Wasn't all that. Whoever's releasing this stuff, you're not doing. Uh, you're not doing the best job of uh, releasing stuff here. Here's a. Uh, did you know that Ted Nugent has a show now on Steve Bannon's network? I didn't know that, but I know it now. And uh, we're going to take a quick look at it. This is what uh, Ted Nugent himself decided he would post from his show. I have too much ammo. Nobody has ever said, hey, this is the Ted Nugent Real America's Voice, Spirit Campfire. My name is Ted Nugent. Spirit Campfire. I don't know if you've noticed for 70, 74 from a From a years. fucking bunker. Not a damn thing you can do about it. Here at a Hellberg's barbecue yesterday, some families came up and said, are you Ted Nugent? I went, nobody's that good looking. Yeah, I'm Ted Nugent full time. Not a damn thing you can do about it. And my voice is real America. Remington Ammo got some new 10 millimeter, 155 grain XPB hollow points. I'm telling you. Oh, it's so accurate. And the 10 millimeter out of my Glock, my STI, my uh, my my Wilson Combat 1911. 10 millimeters. By the way, everybody, my Kimber 10 millimeter, my Colt Delta Elite 10 millimeter, I'm a 10 millimeter kind of guy. The greatest round ever, but it's got to be something you rehearse and practice and train with all the time because handgun efficiency, tactical capabilities, and marksmanship, like everything worth doing in life, should be approached as a martial art. For example, with, when Ted Nugent is on the Real America Voice Spirit Campfire, my truth, logic, and common sense crowbar, it's almost like a, an A-10 warthog of self-evident truth, logic, common sense, goodwill, decency, positive spirit, positive energy, shit kicker, middle finger on fire, critical thinking, defiant American DNA. Like slam poetry, but not like slam poetry. <clears throat> yep, that's what he chose to share from his show. He was like, this is going to make me look good. Everybody's going to love this. I don't really have any notes on that. It was dumb as fuck. 10 of 10, no notes. Up next, uh, Devin Nunes has been added to the Clay Clark Reawaken America tour. Uh, I believe it'll be uh, sometime in August. We'll have to check that out. Uh, so they did a, 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 I would call it a rap song about it, but that's probably inaccurate. They did uh, whatever this bit of audio is about it. Portuguese, he's Devin Nunes, better than deep step daily, and he does it with these. He's the CEO of Truth, fighting for free speech, and just like the Trump, he doesn't require the sleep. Oh, we're gonna need Nunes. 
We're gonna need him on the reawakened stage. We need him up with cash. We need him up with lead. And this is freaking awesome. Now we're going to Miami like an old school Will Smith. And on the rat tour, you know who we roll with. MAGA loyalists, not fake globalists. So certain speakers just didn't get invited on the list. Like Ron Sanctimonious didn't make the list. And Mike Pence just didn't make it on the list. This loyal Nikki Haley didn't make it on the list. But here is the list that you don't want to miss of the reawakened tours like Miami Christmas. Well, the lineup is sick. I may have to quarantine myself. Julie Green's on the scene with Mel K. Eric and Laura Trump on the line of Friday. A busy schedule, got no time for Fang Fang. No Adam Schiff is present, so I like... Yeah, this is a ripoff of the thrift store song. Holiday. And Jim Brewer's going off like Bang Bang. Sean Ford's leading praise and worship as he sings. And we're gonna need new nerds. We're gonna need them on the rear we can stage. We need them up with cash. We need them up with lead. And this is freaking awesome. May 12th and 13th, Trump Doral, Reawaken America Tour. Devin Nunes, Cash Patel, Jim Flynn on the same... Oh, that's next weekend. Oh, I know what we're doing for Catterday. We're watching Reawaken America next week for Catterday. And probably uh, the upfront hour. We'll have some upfront hour content uh, for the Plex next week. But um, I'm sorry. Actually, no, I'm not. Fuck that. I listened to that, so you had to listen to it, too. Here's uh, Charlie Kirk spending eight minutes defending... Uh, a racist uh, text message that uh, Tucker Carlson sent. Maybe uh, Turning Point USA trying to recruit Tucker into their little weird fucking fake student group thing. I don't know. Hey, the campaign against Tucker Carlson is just heating up. You thought it was just going to end with them canceling his very successful cable television show. By the way, the ratings are out. There, it's down 60% almost in the 8 p.m. hour. Complete and total collapse. But no, 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 there's a whole new development here. The war of whether or not Tucker Carlson's going to get released from his contract is just beginning. Fox News has leaked to the New York Times. Oh, wouldn't it be great if he's like under contract for another three or four years and Fox like refuses to let him out of the contract and just pays him and makes so he has to shut the fuck up? That'd be fantastic. Private text messages that Tucker Carlson has sent. And allegedly, this is the smoking gun. So Fox News leaked these messages to try to say, hey, see, we were dealing with something here. That Tucker Carlson is a bad guy. He's a racist. Now, it's bad enough that we have to deal with accusations, false and baseless accusations, from the people that want black-only dormitories. It's bad enough that we have to deal with the Wokies calling us racist. But now, Tucker Carlson's own employer... Well, former employer, it's it's complicated, is releasing these messages. I'm going to read the entire text message. And let me be very clear. Tucker Carlson did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. These virtue signaling, high horse, moral sanctimonious people on Twitter, on the alleged neoliberal center right and the left. They're saying, oh, wow, we finally have smoking gun evidence. That. Tucker Carlson is a racist. Well, you need only watch Esquire a show. Magazine, which, for whatever reason, someone sent me this article. I don't read Esquire. The truth behind Tucker Carlson's No, racist. that's because Esquire is a, a publication for uh, men who uh, women want to fuck. Uh, Charlie. Text message. I mean, just... Can you beg me the sanctimony? I mean, just, just spare me the sanctimony? While you're literally arguing for black-only graduation ceremonies? At Columbia University in Grand Valley State. This is the whole thing. Is, but is that Esquire? Okay. So this is Tucker Carlson's text message. Wait a minute. Those are all these different entities. Are they all the same entity now? 
First of all, the text message was compassionate. It was clear about how our kinder, gentler, more compassionate, dehumanizing our entire country, our civilization, how he was talking about how he was watching a video and how he felt less human. I'm going to read the whole text message that apparently is the smoking gun against Tucker Carlson. They're trying to take him out for good. This war is about to get nasty. It's about to get brutal. Okay, here it is. Tucker Carlson privately texts. By the way, we have these text messages, a leaked text message because of the Dominion lawsuit. And you better believe there's more coming. Tucker Carlson was describing seeing a group of MAGA supporters beat up a member of Antifa. Tucker said this, quote, I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This is not good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I shouldn't be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about these things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? Now, the quote-unquote controversial part of the text message, I want to make sure I get it right. So you want to make sure that you frame it. The, the part that people called racist, you want to make sure that you frame it a very specific way. That's what he means when he says he wants to get it right. And I mean, I do it too. I'm like, I want to make sure I talk about this in the right way. I'm, I do it too, but I don't pretend not to be like basically a partisan hack with a show. Charlie's also a partisan hack with a show. It's just that he pretends he's not, you know? It's something around the essence of Tucker said, this is not how white people fight. Something like that. This is not Read it, read it, read it people fight and the whole media is losing their mind and so my question for the media is wait a minute why can't you read the verbatim you read the rest of it verbatim and now you're like well it was something like this is how white people fight well why don't you have the whole rest of it there dude how what do you find objectionable about that exactly is there an expectation you have of how white people fight is is it you're not allowed to say that? Are you allowed to say that white people are racist? White people are awful. White people should be wiped off the face of the earth. But he has kind of an opaque and unclear part of his text message, which is I'm going to read the whole text. Message. A couple weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded Antifa kid and started pounding the living out of him. Daylights out of him. It was three against one. At least jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I find myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt this kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This is not good for me. I'm becoming something I do not want to be. I mean, it's unbelievably humane of what he's saying. It's like, wow. This Except that he's saying that, 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 that the, thing, the thing that people are like, well, it's kind of racist for you to say that white people don't ever jump anybody because he's a fucking saying that it's uh, what black people do the black people jump people that's what he's saying making me hate others just because of their politics so let me get this straight you can go on cable television at msnbc and say white people are terrible exterminate whiteness we need to get rid of white culture the smithsonian museum funded by u.s taxpayer dollars can say that we need to remove whiteness in society Coca-Cola, a publicly traded company, a blue chip company, can have entire seminars about the problem of whiteness. But Tucker Carlson says something, quote, it's not how white men fight. What do you find objectionable about that, the media? I don't understand.
It's the implication is that uh, is that uh, white men fight with honor and that others don't. That's the problem. Oh, because MSNBC says, well, that's it's kind of it's it's quiet white supremacy is what they say. Morning Joe is really bad. You can't even mention white people unless it's against white people. Oh, dude, if even Morning Joe Morning knows Joe's what the upset. fuck that's MSNBC about, dude, come on. Upset. You're not allowed to even say the W word. You can't say the white word. And in fact, MSNBC says it's kind of this statement that white people are better than this, that white people yes. would never do such a thing. That's not what he said at all. In fact, if you want to actually get to the truth that Tucker was saying here is that there is a disturbing, this is a fact. No one wants to say this. There is a disturbing pattern of blacks jumping people of all races in the urban corridors in America. That is a fact. I don't like it. You shouldn't like it. See, like that's Charlie. That's the, you just said the part that fucking Tucker implied. It's horrifying, but it's a pattern that we are seeing. Tucker Carlson was sending a private text message, basically piggybacking on that fact. By the way, you know who the blacks are jumping more than anybody else? Asians in the streets. There are thousands of videos of blacks ganging up on their victims. It's not racist to say that. It's not racist to see. But it's because that's what you're seeking out. We usually don't see this. It's not to say that one race is better than the other. I know Tucker Carlson, unlike these mockingbird media apparatchiks, he does not have a racist element of his entire being. In fact, he <laughs> deplores racism. He hates racism. He argues against the black-only dormitory, the wokeism. That the, the trend that has swept our entire nation. All right, that's enough of this. I can't watch. This is an urban this. trend that is undeniable. not good for the show, not good for you, not good for not get. good for my sanity. What's left of it? <clears throat> We're going to move on, though. It's, it gets worse. Anybody who's regular around here kind of knows the trajectory. <laughs> I'm like, well, there's a couple main characters from the, the Sunday show that we've been missing. Oh, here we go. First up, uh, Matt Walsh. He um. The idea that there's a word that cannot be uttered under any circumstances is completely insane. And he goes off for fucking seven and a half minutes about this. So hopefully he doesn't utter the word in this. Uh, I would trust that Media Matters would bleep it out if he does. No sound. And he was, so he was racist across the country. Men's apology. Okay, sorry, the player here was acting weird. Or maybe not. There's some dead air. to uh, first of the month by Bone Thugs and Harmony. And he was, so he was reciting the lyrics or reading them. I don't know. Well, that's different. If you're and singing, that's I, that's I'll give you a mulligan if you're singing along, like in your car or whatever. But if you're like reading the lyrics out on a show, eh. in the lyrics, but, but you can't, you, you can't in no context, of course, do we know can, you can, is, is it okay to utter that word depending on your skin pigmentation? Because we know that this word, it's a, it's a magical incantation. It's like a curse that, you know, you find in, a, in an old dusty book in the attic and you, 
you, you dust off the book and you open it and you, you recite, you, you say the words in the book and it has some kind of like, just saying the words has some sort of magical effect. Um, that's what this particular word is, we're told. That's how it's presented. Where you cannot even utter the syllables in any context, even while quoting someone. You can't say the act. You could say N-word. I will. I'll say N-word. Yeah. Um, and it's Twitch's terms of service. And that's also just some energy. I don't, energy I don't want to put out in the world. But I don't think if somebody quotes somebody, like if I'm, if somebody says, oh, this person was being incredibly racist and they called this person A and then they used the word. I feel like that context, you probably get away with it. I mean, you don't even mean get away with it. You're saying what happened. Which it still conveys that. I don't do it. Communicates Fuck the word. That. You say N word. Well, everyone immediately knows what you mean. So, what is the the moral distinction between saying N word or actually uttering the syllables, syllables themselves? History, my friend. History. That's why history. The history of the way that word was used, and the way that the way that that for a lot of uh, black people, especially black people who are older, it hits their eardrums like a slug. That's why, Matt. While quoting someone, what's the distinction? There isn't one. It's totally arbitrary. Um, but this is the arbitrary, completely ridiculous rule that has been imposed. And, um, and so it was decided that this guy has to pay the price for it. You got it. You well, oh, you said the word. Technicality, you're out. How did they know he said it? Job. You know, and every He's time. leaving out the context. He says he was either singing along with or reading the words of a Bone Thugs and Harmony song. Well, that's two different things. Singing along in your car by yourself. I mean, I don't know. Maybe just don't say it. Don't don't like train yourself. Don't don't get yourself used to it. But I don't think that's what happened here. I feel like I feel like he was probably reading the words to a song, probably on his fucking show. No one no one can morally justify that. Um or justify it on any other grounds, but that's the way it's supposed to be. Apparently, uh, going back to Post Millennial says, despite apparent pushback from Portnoy, uh, Barstool CEO Erica Nardini and longtime talent Dan Katz, Penn Entertainment made the call to terminate Mintz's employment. Penn Entertainment acquired 36% of Barstool Sports from the Chernin Group for $163 million, $163 million in early 2020 and bought the remaining 64% for an additional $388 million in February 2021. Uh, Portnoy said that, uh, you know, this wasn't up to him. He doesn't like it. He then posted a, a video later addressing fans who were calling him out as a sellout and as someone who's participating in cancel culture. And he responded to that with another video. I think we have that. So I get every Tom, Dick, and Harry since this Mizzy thing. Be like, Prez, you're sellout. You're sellout. Hey, Prez, you sold out. Well, as the kids say, no doy. No f doy I sold out. You just. Did the kids say no doy? Company, I sold it the f out. Made hundreds of millions, made millions for everybody who grinded in Milton. Yeah, we sold the f out, and that's what you do when you're an entrepreneur. You start this little company, you dream one day, you sell the f out. So no doy. Still means this decision sucks, I hate it, makes me want to puke. But guess what? When I sold out, a couple words, a couple things, it's very clear. You say these things, those decisions are no longer mine. I can't protect you. You know why? Because I sold out. No f doy. Uh, okay. Well, he's he's announcing that he sold that now. now it's it's I've never been. In I mean, that's you know. I mean, me. fucking. I don't know. Don't knock the hustle. I guess. 
uh, you know, what was it, in total, almost 400, over $400 million in total. Um, no one's ever offered me that kind of money for anything that I've done. And so uh, I can imagine it's, you know, quite an incentive to take the offer. Um, and I don't blame him for taking it. You know, I, I don't, I, that in and of itself, I wouldn't call selling out necessarily, but it does mean that if you consider barstool sports to be some sort of, uh, you know, so, so, some, some sort of uh, organization that stands, at, stands against the cancel culture, stands for any kind of values at all, if that's, if that's the, the notion you had in your head. No, it's, so, a fucking, uh, it's, a, it's a fucking clickbait. That notion. Like a clickbait should, business. A long time ago, but especially now, I think you should s- see it better. It's an entertainment company. And that's fine. It does entertainment. I'm not particularly a big guy. I don't really follow what they do, but it's, you know, it's entertainment. Clickbait. Um, apparently, they even they took down their anti-cancel culture merchandise from their store. Maybe nobody's buying it. That, well, they can't really, you know, they can't claim to be against cancel culture anymore. And they can't because that is, yes, from a financial and profit-driven perspective, I can understand why you would take the money someone offers you 400 plus million dollars yeah don't knock the hustle baby i get that but the moment that you do that well now you are subject to the whims of this giant corporation that owns you yes and wait yo you're subject to the whims of ben shapiro you can't stand against cancel culture anymore Um, you can't be relied on to uphold any kind of value system whatsoever because you are owned by them. And the only thing they the only thing that the corporation cares about is the money. So that's what we learned about Barstool, uh, but really Matt, as soon as you start losing Ben Shapiro money, you're out too, buddy. something we should have already known. Um and it is again a decision that nobody no one can logically or morally defend. You know, the idea that there's a that there is a word that cannot be uttered under any circumstance is completely insane. And it is not something that there is no other word in the English language or any other language in existence that we have those kinds of rules for. Any oh, there's another one, Matt. The words that are served. there's another one it just very recently became the case. It's a slur against gay people. You get generally get fired saying that fucking word. There are words that are that we would consider vulgarity and profanity, um, and all kinds of words that I don't say on this show uh, because we try not to use profanity and vulgarity on the show. Um, words that I don't think you should use. Words that you shouldn't use around kids and so on. And all kinds of words like that. He's like, but this one isn't. It doesn't fall into any of those categories. I don't say it on the show, but you know. Um. But there's no other word that we would say, well, under no circumstance at all can it even be uttered, even in, in, in the context of quoting somebody. And certainly there's no other word where we would say, well, judging on your skin pigment, if it's this shade, you can't say it at all under any circumstance. But if it's uh, a little bit of a darker shade, then say, no, we have this all the time. We have the no, we have this bullshit. So there's no context. He's lying. Bullshit over here. There is no context where it can't be said over here. And we are going to decide that based on how dark your skin is. Nope. We, nope, we do. We, we, we don't use skin color necessarily, but there are words. Um, <clears throat> I don't say it on the show. 
Um, but if I'm with a bunch of other gay guys, I can probably drop the F bomb as part of a joke, describing myself, maybe describing one of them if they're, you know, I don't know, but it's in group. We're doing it in group. Um, this guy doesn't understand that like there's at SF pride, there's something called dykes on bikes. Now, I probably shouldn't be using that word, but I'm fairly comfortable with it. I'm a gay man. And uh, there's nobody who would, nobody's going to clip that out and be like, who Dave hates lesbians. But that was an in-group use of the word. If someone else saw people they thought were lesbians outside of that context and started yelling them at that at them, well, that would be abusive and bigoted. Unless they knew them from the event or whatever, but you just don't do that. And so... We have, it's not just that word. We have all kinds of words that communities use in group and aren't too pleased when people in the out group use the fucking word. And that's fine. That's just how culture works. I don't know what else to tell this motherfucker. Well, he wouldn't listen if I tried to tell him anything anyway, but that's just, that's just how culture works. I don't know if I can, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to, I just don't. There's people that think saying the name of the Lord in vain is bad, but they can, they themselves can, you know, say Jesus all they want. But if I'm like, if I stub my toe and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm not a Christian, I'm not praying. And they maybe have a problem with that. I think it's kind of silly, but it, that's not, that word isn't charged like the N word is because I can utter the word Jesus Christ. And I'm not worried that because I'm an atheist, that the people in my chat who uh, are followers of Jesus Christ are going to get offended. So it's like, there's something different going on here. It's like, it's like, these aren't all the same and you have to be able to navigate this and think about shit before you open your fucking mouth. And that's bad. That you have to think about shit before you open your mouth, especially if there's a camera pointed at you or you're at work or you're in mixed company. Is that bad? I think it's good. It makes people fucking nice to each other. But that's not the goal. He doesn't, he doesn't want people to be nice to black people or queer people. Anyway, things keep getting worse for Steven Crowder. Here's him uh, addressing the multiple accusations of him exposing himself to former employees and requiring nudity for his sketches for his employees on his show. Okay, all right. So and now, now there's this newspaper article out this morning where um, it says, quote, Crowder was known to expose his genitals to staffers. Well, hold on a second. Yes. Oh, yeah, well, yes. Just wait. I mean. That did. You just said yes? I mean, what are you talking about? The Terminator 2 sketch? No, but the, the, at the time, you only had five employees, and they were all male. Well, yeah, I know, but is that, it was a Terminator yeah. 2 sketch. It's still inappropriate. didn't fit. Oh, is that, that right. one, Sam? Yeah. Well, now there are. Was it the E.T. ones uh, through the corn? Is he just naming all the different times he showed everybody his dick? You're not, you're not fucking doing, you're not really fucking stinking up for yourself so well here, buddy. He's like, what well, was it this time? Nobody wanted to see my dick during the fucking, some, ra some racist sketch I did about Asians. Was it that time? Get through yeah, the cornfields. Yeah, we were naked in that one. Yeah. We were naked in that one too. That was yeah. a good one. That was the night though. Was it gay Captain America? Because what happened is the, a cold. the, the onesie didn't fit. So we just had to make it a nosy and there was no, <laughs> um, Oof. well, now that there are ladies here, we have to run things differently. This isn't like the Terminator clip. Well, I know it's not like the Terminator clip. Do we have? Well, yeah. Let's, there's. Well, do we have the Terminator play, clip? Let's play the clip. Yeah, I got it. Here. Yeah. Okay. Oh. 
don't think people were mad about that. You want to learn. Look, okay, of course, yes. Many people saw my balls. No, well, yeah, but I had yeah, a. But why? No, no. Wait a minute. Why would? Why? You know, that's. Why would everybody have to? No, 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 no. Like it was shot in such a way that nobody saw it on the fucking film. You walk up with a robe on. You get into a crouch position. You fucking have somebody come up, help you take off the robe. You film the shot, and somebody fucking runs up and puts the robe back on you. Like what the fuck? It. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. You have a large posterior. Yes, exactly. So nudies don't. All and there were also times where we played this spot the ball game. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we need to stay on topic as well. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. The, the other yeah, the article did say that the, the these were not related to sketches. The infractions. Riley said, "Quote, govern me harder, Daddy." Riley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she just oh, she ran away. She doesn't even. She doesn't seem remorseful. Wow. <laughs> Jeez, Riley? <laughs> Riley said that. These aren't all that bad. Uh, I mean, I think I wouldn't get to the hush one. Your mic isn't really working all that well. Um, yeah. Uh, wait, I think... Wait. Is, actually, hold on a second. The game... Uh, you hit the game button over oh, here. Oh, okay. Let me... Uh, yeah, right what the fuck is happening? Is this sketch that really that sucks. Who, who's... Is this guy supposed oh. to be their lawyer? What the fuck? I got him again. I have no idea what that sketch was supposed to be about. But yeah, don't fucking show your dick to people who don't want to see it, actually. Funny enough, somebody in chat just mentioned Michio Kaku, and uh, he's next on the docket. If you believe that, he was on Joe Rogan's show. Joe Rogan is a litigious individual, so you will not, uh, we will not be running a long-form long version of this on the Intellectual Dollar Tree or anything like that, because uh, we will get our uh, podcast taken down for that. But uh, clips are fine. And... Uh, <clears throat> They're going to talk about quantum computers and AI, and uh, it's going to be fucking stupid. But when you're you're thinking about quantum computing, I think what we're I think this is small potatoes, right? I think we're looking at literally being able to change how we interact with the universe. Like when we're, we were talking on our last podcast about the preponderance of evidence that there's things that operate inside of our atmosphere that are beyond imagination that are. They, they operate with no visible means of propulsion. They move at insane speeds. We don't understand what they are. If we think about what quantum computing is going to be capable of, that's the kind of stuff we're thinking about. Right. right. Yeah. You see, quantum computers are the ultimate computers because they're computing on atoms. If there are aliens in outer space, and I think there are, it means that they also have perfected quantum computers, and they can do calculations that are far beyond anything that we can calculate with. Like, for example, a wormhole. A wormhole, in principle, is a gateway between two distant points of space and time, which allows you to break the Einstein barrier and go faster than the speed of light. But the calculations are horrendous. It may take a quantum computer to sort through what happens when you go through a, a wormhole and wind up on the other side of the universe, and the aliens probably already have done that. Yeah, they They've probably had centuries of experience with quantum computers because that's the ultimate computer. You can't compute in anything smaller than an atom. And they probably already have used the quantum computers to navigate through wormholes, let's say, hypothetically. No. Like, who? Did, did people. I mean, I guess like certain kinds of people can be like fooled by this guy's academic win uh, window dressing, but I always knew Michio Kaku was a fucking kook. He was always on that fucking alien guy's show. Like, 
just because just because he like speaks in a way that people associate with with intelligence it doesn't mean that you should believe anything he says the things he's saying are crazy and you should take them on their own uh take them each on their own sort of value or whatever here's another clip from that interview crazy town quantum computers allows us to calculate things that are way beyond our ability to calculate today like going through a wormhole or warp drive or even the question of multiple universes uh, people ask the question how come quantum computers are so powerful it's because they compute in in parallel universes this what? is the multiverse which of they compute in parallel universes and the oscars have discovered recently but m the multiverse idea comes from quantum physics Electrons can be two places at the same time. Now, some people have a hard time getting their head around that, but get used but to it. But they're not in two different universes. That's why we have lasers. That's why we have transistors. That's why we have the internet. That's why we have this conversation. Because the electrons that are in this microphone dance between universes at the, at the atomic level. That, that's fucking crazy talk. Fucking shut, what a, no. No. Here's more. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, quantum computers. Are they going to fact check chat GPT? And, uh, well, who knows? This can act as a fact checker. You can ask a quantum computer to remove all the garbage, remove all the nonsense in these articles, and it'll do that. So, in other words, the hardware may be a check on some of the wild statements made by software. But the problem with that is who's the arbiter of the information? Like who decides what what's real and what's not? How does the chatbot decide? Is the chatbot ideologically biased? The chatbot doesn't. The chatbot simply the quantum spits computing it out. does. Yeah, quantum computing can and then it, it's going to be able to discern what's real. No, Joe, quit interrupting him, the motherfucker. Let him let him cook, Joe. You usually yeah, let your guests cook. If they're gradations of what he's trying true, to save Cockney from himself here a little bit. True or whatever. Mm -hmm. It could give you the 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 detailed understanding of what it what could be misconstrued, what is partially correct, what is misleading but partially correct. You, you see what I'm saying? Yes. Right now, the chatbot just splices it together like an editor. That's all it is, an editor, not a fact checker, and spits out cobbled together articles that sound reasonable, but there could be dynamite inside some of these articles that were spliced into what was proposed. With a quantum computer, you can fact check things, mm. and then you can say this is 90% correct, <laughs> this is totally wrong, this is sometimes correct, and you, you get gradations of what is correct and incorrect. But fucking I, don't, I am not <clears throat> very literate on any of this stuff, but I can tell you for sure, ah, but fuck, that guy was full of shit. Just completely fucking full of shit. It's unfortunate that uh, Mr. Rogan is so litigious, because that would be like a real good episode to watch for the intellectual dollar tree, because I don't think we've done uh, Michio Kaku, but maybe we can find him uh, interviewed elsewhere. Speaking of the intellectual dollar tree, there's probably a little preview of what we're going to be uh, suffering through this coming Wednesday here. <clears throat> so we got the Lex show. Yeah, that Lex, Lex Fridman. And, uh, you know, David Pakman on there. David Pakman, you know, I take or leave him most of the time. He's fine, whatever. But uh, here's uh, him in discussion with Lex. And you better believe this is what we're watching on uh, Wednesday for the Intellectual Dollar Tree. But the most interesting thing about all of this is Trump did play up the vaccines for a long time until his his crowd didn't want to hear about it anymore, which was crazy. It was sort of like he became a victim of the monster he created to some degree. 
one of the effects of all this that makes me truly sad is uh, this division over the vaccines has created distrust in science. Yeah. And also what makes me sad is the scientific uh, leaders, uh, Anthony Fauci being one of the representatives of that community, I would say completely dropped the ball. Mm. The, In what way? They they spoke with arrogance. They spoke down to people. They spoke in a way that's- You mean like your favorite guest, Eric? Great scientist does not speak, which is they spoke with certainty, uh, with, without humility. Uh, like they have all the wisdom and ever, all of us are too dumb to understand it, but they're going to be the parent that tells us exactly what to do versus speaking to the immensity of the problem, the deep core of the problem being the uncertainty. We don't know what to do. The, the, the terrifying thing about the pandemic, we don't know anything about it as it's happening. And so you have to make decisions. You have to take risks about, well, maybe you have to overreact in order to protect the populace, but it's in the face of uncertainty. They have to do that. Not, uh, not powered, empowered by science somehow. And the deep expertise that somebody like Anthony Fauci, uh, claims to have so like the the i just i'm really troubled by um yeah the distrust in science that resulted from that and that you have to blame the leaders i mean to the degree uh, re leaders take responsibility and i think anthony fauci was the scientific leader behind um the american response to the pandemic and i think he failed uh as a as a scientist as a representative of science i'm less um i don't know if interest yeah like he failed as a scientist. He may have failed as a communicator, but I don't know if he failed as a scientist. I, mean, I think the Anthony Fauci's job was not to like, his role was like to communicate science, not to do science. But <clears throat> that's neither here nor there. Here's, uh, here's Lex suggesting that uh, whether or not the 2020 election was fair is just an opinion. But I mean, I think the big statements are always going to be somewhat opinions like um was the elect was the 2020 election fair i think any answer to that is an opinion now, i disagree uh, okay. if we define fair well yes so then yeah, I but lex doesn't want to do that define fair in a way that's not several paragraphs where each sentence it now has has facts. Yeah, we'd hate to have to define something in a specific way before we talk about it. It's better to just freewheel and have a bunch of fucking whack jobs on your show, tell your audience a bunch of lies. Right. So you, you, what, do you, what do you mean by fair? Is it uh, who could show up to vote? What was the process of how easy it is to vote? Uh, was there actual uh, cheating going on in different, like, what is the evidence of that cheating? You have to actually get to the actual. Like, people details. have, like, litigated all this out I already, know. and the answer seems to be nah. That no election is perfect, but this was better than most. Level, you know, uh, everything is just going to be an opinion. It feels like, like uh, you, uh, and you <laughs> can approximate that to yeah. be like it's a well-founded opinion. Well, most of science is an opinion. Even physics is an opinion. So, like, I think there's a threshold beyond which an opinion becomes like, uh, this is a pretty reliable thing to assume for now that this is okay. True. So, let yo, yeah, I. Like I said, I I don't love Dave Pakman, but I bet he did a pretty good job. Uh, fucking, I bet he kind of went after Lex on some of this kind of wishy-washy shit. There's one more clip that Chris Cavanaugh pulled here. We'll run this, but you bet.
either maybe not during the main show. Maybe we'll make sure that uh, me and me and HK are good and kind of had a few drinks before we uh, get into the uh, Lex on uh, the intellectual Dollar Tree. Here's the last clip, though. Um, <laughs> Lex is going to say that uh, for pandemic stuff about the pandemic, he's got uh, RFK Jr.'s uh, book about uh, Fauci on his reading list. I don't find it super interesting. I don't find it worthy of that much discussion. Uh, smart guy, nice guy, has been doing anti-vaccine work that I don't find particularly inspiring. So it's not just anti-COVID vaccine, it's bro more broader than He's that? He's been in that space long before the COVID vaccines. Yeah. Yeah. I don't find it super interesting. Well, he also wrote the book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. Is that the name of the book? Did he write that? That's interesting. I didn't, I, I don't know. That's, okay. I'm not sure about that. I'm aware of that book. I didn't know he wrote it. I think I need, but it's been, uh, uh, it's been on my reading list to get, uh, I've been trying to get a good balanced reading list about uh, the COVID pandemic. This false balance stuff. I love the false balance. And um, it's like, you know, we're just going to have a bunch of maniacs. We're going to read books by a bunch of maniacs and then read books by people who are uh, credentialed professionals. Anytime I start to try to go into that place. What book by a pro-vaccine person are you reading? Well, it's interesting to me that you wouldn't wait longer before delving into those books to have maybe a more clear hindsight. I, but I think this is a pretty good time. You, you don't think so? Like this, this is... This is a pretty good time. We have perfect hindsight now. I don't think that I don't think that dude's going to read RFK Jr.'s book, and it's not good for uh, uh, fucking old Lex's brand here to have RFK Jr. on. RFK Jr. is uh, outside of the scope of the people that uh, Lex would have on. I don't know whether he agrees with them or not. Don't care, but I know that he won't have them on because it's uh, bad for his brand. His brand is that he's supposed to be like reasonable and entertaining contrarians, and that occasionally he'll have a liberal on. Um, but it's going to be a David Pakman, not like a Sam Cedar. He won't have a liberal on who will more strongly present their case or more who will go after his previous guests in a, in a, in an aggressive way, which is, you know, it's his show. He can do what he wants, but, uh, I don't think he's going to read fucking Fauci's book. I think he just wants to signal to some of the fucking anti-vaxxers in his audience that he like picked up from Brett and Eric and all those people along the way that he is. Going to read the book. I don't think he's going to read the book. I don't think the guy reads a lot. I don't think he fucking, I don't think he does a lot. He's not a, I think he lied about his uh, scientific credentials. That's my understanding here. Anyway, yeah, his chat said everybody afraid of Sam. I've been fucking talking for two hours nonstop running this, uh, running this cyclonic panic attack clip. So I'm going to take a break. We're going to go into red light. Everybody sit tight. We are, <clears throat> I have some great stories in red light. I got two uh, Naomi Wolfs. I got a NASA equals Satan. I got a germ theory denial. I got a Ethan Schmidt. We love clips from Ethan Schmidt. We got Alex Jones got pranked this week. And then uh, we got Tucker and Alex Jones talk about, or I'm sorry, uh, Alex Jones and Crowder talk about Tucker's firing. So uh, goodbye podcast listeners. And um, I'll see everyone who's watching or listening to this live on the flip side. This is Boomers by Periscope. I got to... Uh, change the contents of my drink and change the color of the lights in here.
Can't get enough Echoplex and want to keep the conversation going with the hosts and community when we're not live? Then join our Discord server at discord.me slash Echoplex. We have text channels, voice channels, meme repositories, and a whole section of screenshots that we don't even remember where they came from. Come join the Now Space on Discord at discord.me slash Echoplex.